Good morning, class. Good morning, Brother Keith. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. We're not going under, we're not going down, we're going over. Over is victorious. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom with us. Turn everything off. Don't be answering 50 texts while you're doing this. You'll miss something if you do that. Give this your full attention and let your spirit get fed. There'll be plenty of time for that other later. Father, all of us agree together as touching this, asking you for the anointing that teaches, that reveals, that guides us into all truth, brings to our remembrance everything you've said to us and even shows us things to come. We ask for uh, the supply of the Spirit, the anointing, the Word for today, and we purpose to put it into practice. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Look, please, in our great, uh, infallible, perfect textbook, the Bible, to Luke, the 14th chapter. Luke chapter 14, we've gotten down to our 17th individual account in the study of these healing accounts in Jesus' ministry. It's the healing, the King James calls it, of the man with dropsy. And let's begin in verse 1 and read it again. It said, it came to pass as he, Jesus, went into the house of one of the chief Pharisees to eat bread on the Sabbath day that they watched him. So Jesus accepted an invitation to come eat at one of the rulers of the Pharisees. Now the Pharisees were the most legalistic, the strictest sect of, um, they, they, they would call themselves the law people, the law of Moses. Uh, like we call ourselves maybe word people, they would call themselves, the, the word that they had was the law. Now, they had prophets and other things too, but they would consider themselves to be sticklers about the law. And you got to watch about being legalistic about the letter of the word. You can, you can get so focused on details that you miss the spirit of it. And so they thought they knew the word, and yet they didn't know God at all. And they are such champions for the law, the Word, and yet the Word incarnate is, is manifested in front of them and they don't recognize Him and don't even like Him, don't like Him. So they claim in their claiming how much they love the Word, they didn't. They loved man's religious interpretation of it. They loved tradition. They loved religion, which 
has to do with the pride of man. Why? Because man has made it up. Man has developed it. Man has concocted it. And so man is proud of what man has done. And man didn't do what God did. What God said. You had to give him the glory. Give him the credit. But he accepted the invitation. And it says in verse 2, Behold, there was a certain man before him which had the dropsy. And other translations bring out that he was sitting right in front of him. <laughs> before him, that's what it means, in front of him. And um, it sounds to me like maybe they positioned this man in front of Jesus, <laughs> uh, thinking that he would not be able to resist ministering to him. <laughs> On the Sabbath day, and they in their minds would get him in trouble. But uh, it didn't stop Jesus before, and it didn't stop him today. And so he did minister to the man, and the man was healed. That's why we're talking about it. But Jesus answering spoke to the lawyers and Pharisees, and he said, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day? And so they got into all of that. Let's, let's talk a little bit more about the man's condition before we get into that, we, uh, King James says he, dropsy is what was wrong with him. And like we said on yesterday's class, uh, dropsy, the Greek word for that means watery. And it is what we would call today edema, which is the accumulation of fluid in the body from lack of circulation or whatever. It causes the extremities in particular, to swell. Fluid builds up. Uh, people's feet and ankles can become huge and, and their legs, and, and it's fluid, fluid. And that's what had happened to him. And so it's different, it's something that the Lord would have seen and people around him would have seen. Maybe his feet and legs or whatever is all huge. And, and uh, we saw that in Deuteronomy 28, verse 22 and other verses, that these diseases uh, that caused inflammation and swelling, even specifically it said problems in the knees and legs, are part of the curse of the law. And, you might, and people that say, well, what's, what's the big deal about that? Galatians 3.13 says Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Very, very specific. And so um, that's not our study right now, but in times past, we've done a study on that where we took Deuteronomy 28 and, you know, the first part of it's the blessings for obeying God. The next part of it is the curses for rebelling against God. And every one of those things that's in the curse of the law, why should you know about it? Because you've been redeemed from it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why you should know about it. And if you don't know it, you don't, you don't even know what you're redeemed from. And if you don't know the truth, you might be nursing something, thinking you have to have it, that you've already been redeemed from, that you could be free from. And so uh, go to the website, and, and there is a handout available to you, and it talks about the diseases that are in the curse of the law. And we take it verse by verse by verse, and looking at, Oh, I don't know, a dozen different translations because it, sometimes the King James, uh, they knew what they were talking about years ago, but it might not be that fresh to you. But so many things are specifically mentioned there. 
And every one of them you can lay hold of and say, well, I don't have to have that because Christ redeemed me from that, right? And you'll find out at the end of it, he summed it all up by saying every disease that wasn't named <laughs> is also <laughs> part of the curse of the law. So I'm telling you, take the time, go to faithschool.org and, and look at that handout and go over it. It'll, it'll bless you. It'll help you. And you can use it to help somebody else too. You find somebody that's dealing with one of these conditions, you can point it out to them. You can say, look, Christ has redeemed us from that. That means you don't have to have it. Let's, let's receive a healing for it. And you know, uh, the Lord did something along this line specifically that I was reminded of. You don't have to turn there, but in Deuteronomy 8, Deuteronomy 8, 4, when uh, God brought his people out of Egyptian bondage, out of slavery, actually, and brought them, uh, they used to take them into the promised land, but they, they had to come across the wilderness, the, the desert, if you will. It says, Deuteronomy 8, 4, that their raiment waxed not old upon them, neither did their foot swell <laughs> these 40 years. Nehemiah 9, 21 brings it up again later. Nehemiah 9, 21, he said, Yea, 40 years did you sustain them in the wilderness so that they lacked nothing, their clothes waxed not old, and their feet swelled not. Well, if he could keep their feet from swelling, he can keep my feet from swelling. Amen. I keep your feet from, right? Right? Yes. God's no respecter of persons. And you know, there's, there's something about blessing. If, if your clothes could go for 40 years and not wear out. Because of the keeping power of the blessing, God could make your refrigerator just keep on running. Is that right? And your washer and dryer and your, right? and your, your car and your, your lawnmower, your tractor, whatever it may be. If you are serving God and if you're walking in the path he has for you, you have a right to his keeping power. Amen. You haven't earned it. You don't, I'm not saying you deserve it, but it belongs to you. And God delights in, dis, in, in showing a difference between the godly and the ungodly. You remember that whole thing? I mean, with Egypt, I mean, it was pitch dark over there and there were plagues and frogs and flies and blood, and over in the land of Goshen, sun shining bright, yes. nice weather, is that right? Clear, clean, nobody's sick. What is that? The Lord said, there's a difference. Hmm? Those that know me, those that don't. Those that are mine, those that are not. Those that trust me, those that don't. Those listen to me, those that don't. Class, I want to see your hand. How many say, I volunteer to listen to God, to be on God's side, I'm a believer, right? I'm, I'm his. Well, then he wants to actually draw others to himself by seeing his goodness on your life. That's a part of our witness that when things are falling apart in the world, but it doesn't fall apart at our house. Huh? When, when God keeps our children we, when we don't lose our business. Come on, can you see this? I mean, in the midst of hard and dark times, 
in the world, that's when the witness of God shines. Even more brightly, when the Lord is able to keep you and even prosper you in the midst of desperate times. It's a good witness. And, and, and when people notice it, do not take credit for it. Y'all with me or not? When people notice it, do not say, oh yeah, you know, I had to make some smart decisions back then. And, oh yeah, and I, I had to get up early and burn the midnight oil. You better hush. You, be, you better repent. Right? No. You better say, the Lord. The Lord helped me. The Lord has kept us. The Lord has spared us. Right? And, and, and tell the truth. And be honest and let him get the glory. And the Bible says the goodness of God, it draws people to repent and to change. You want them to see how good God is just by looking at you, right? And looking at your life and seeing the bad things that didn't happen and all the good things that have. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so the Lord... Uh, kept their stuff from wearing out, and he kept their feet from swelling. And every word of God has power in it. Amen. Just this word says, and their feet swelled not. That's inspired word of God. Amen. There's power in that. Yes. Right? Their clothes didn't wear out. That's the inspired word of God. And there will be times the Spirit of God will quicken you. You'll need something, and that word will come to your, your remembrance, and you'll say, and their feet swelled not. Amen. Hallelujah. It is, it is written. It is written. And their feet swelled not. It is written. The Lord said live. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is written. The Lord said rise. Amen. Take up your bed and walk. Yes. It is written. The Lord said stretch forth your hand. Every one of these words. Is full of life. And full of power. And full of light. And so you want to put these words in you on a daily basis. Coming to places like faith school and reading your chapters, and, right? And going to a good church. You, just, you're, what you're doing, you're stockpiling, right? In the storehouse of your heart. And then in every situation, the Lord will put his finger on something and bring it back up to you and quicken it. And that's your word for this. Right? That's your word for this situation, which is why I encourage you to, to go online and get that outline, because all those verses deal with a myriad of maladies and problems, and what's the significance? Well, you, know, you, you can say, according to Deuteronomy 28.22, swellings and inflammations are part of the curse of the law, Amen. according to Galatians 3.13. I've been redeemed from the, I mean, understand, you've got solid, rock solid foundation to stand on. You've got something solid for your faith to stand on. You've got every right to, to come against that problem and expect it to leave. You've got every right to claim full healing and, and restoration. You've got a solid foundation to stand on. Can you say amen? amen. Said out loud, their feet didn't swell. <laughs> You like that? Yeah. And their stuff didn't wear out. Right? <laughs> Our stuff ought to work so well. 
and lasts so long, we just get tired of looking at it. <laughs> right? We decide, I want a new one. Why? I get tired of that color. I just, it works great. <laughs> right? And somebody else may want it, right? They may like that color. And so it can, you know, sometimes I'll speak over our stuff and I'll say it's blessed. I call it blessed. It'll serve us well all the time we need it. And it'll be a blessing to the next people that get it. Huh? The blessing is real. God's keeping power is real. Can you say amen? amen? So it said that the man was sitting before him and he had the dropsy. Jesus answering spoke to the lawyers and Pharisees saying, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day? Because that was the thing that was churning in their heads. Not supposed to heal on the Sabbath day. Not supposed to heal. You're breaking the Sabbath. Breaking the Sabbath. Now, we, we don't just need to pass by this. Why didn't they know better than this? Why didn't they see better than this? These are the most educated people of their area. These are the ones that have had the privilege of going to school. And, and many of these would have what we call, we'd call, you know, university education, even beyond the, the early school. Uh, they are different than 90% of the population. And many of them sharp people, intelligent people. How are they so far off with this? We need to know. We shouldn't just look at it and go, well, you know, how ignorant can you be? Well, pretty ignorant. Very ignorant. <laughs> the thing is, how do you uh, pre pre prevent being that way? Yes. How do you keep from doing that? Because you know these people didn't set out to be the ones that are the obstacle to Jesus' ministry that we're talking about centuries later in, in faith school. Huh? At that time in their life, none of them thought they would be the obstacle to the plan of God. Did they? They thought they're champions of the law. Champions of the law of Moses. Those that are holding the standard. They didn't know God. They knew some scripture. They knew something about the law. They knew something about the history of Moses and the law and those things. And they could, the Pharisees especially, and others were called doctors of the law. What does that mean? Man, they could have quoted scripture to you. They could have rattled off chapter and verse, you know, at length. And yet, when God shows up in front of them, they don't even recognize him. And they don't like him. They despise him. He irritates them. He makes them mad. God is not just any and everything people imagine him to be. They had this concept of who God is and what God is. And they think he's like they are. <laughs> huh? They do. They imagine they're like him, which would mean he's like them. And it just was not true. 
It was not right. He's like Jesus. Right? So much so that Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen him. Right? Because Jesus was completely submitted to the Father. And did exactly, he said, I didn't come down from heaven to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. One of the, one of the most evil things on the planet is pride. Pride. The pride of what I know. The pride of what I've done. The pride of the denomination that we've built. The pride of our group and our accumulated knowledge. And that is the thing that will blind you to the truth and to reality. Uh, God resists the proud. Isn't that what the scripture said? In fact, turn, turn over there and look with me. In, in James, the fourth chapter. And this goes right along with this passage because these individuals, most of them did not get better. They got worse. They, they just went home and stewed in their rage against Jesus. And they'd, they'd have meetings afterwards and plan how to kill him. Now these are the religious leaders of the community. And they're planning murder. And justifying it. And the high priest, <laughs> at one point he said, you don't know anything at all. Don't you know it's better that one man die and not the whole nation? And the scripture said, he didn't realize it, but being high priest, he prophesied <laughs> that Jesus would die for the nation and not only the nation, for the world. But that's not what he meant. Isn't that something? And so James 4 says, verse 6, he gives more grace. We are completely dependent on God's grace. Another word for God's grace is God's help. Everything that God has given us is grace. Grace is gift. And part of what he's given us is his help. We need his help to know who God is, to know what's right, to know what's true. We need his help. And the moment we think we don't, then we're cut off, we, we become spiritually blind and deaf. And God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. He resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. You know, Jesus gave the example. He said there were two men that came into the temple to pray. And one of them was haughty and said, uh, you know, oh God, I thank thee. I'm not like other men. I tithe. I fast. I'm not like this publican. And then the, Jesus said, the other man, he smote his breast. And he said, oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And the Lord said, that man went down to his house justified rather than that man, the religious man. This man knew he wasn't living right. 
But this man thought he was all that <laughs> spiritually. And listen to the language. The Lord said, he prayed thus with himself. He's praying with himself. <laughs> what good is that? Right? God's not even hearing it. The Bible said the Lord doesn't regard vanity. You start spewing a bunch of proud, goofy stuff. God's not listening to that. He's not hearing that. <laughs> and you can, you can quote Hebrew and Greek words and you can be flowery and, and poetic and, and you can be a skilled orator and God don't want to hear any of it. He doesn't want to hear one word of it because it's a bunch of junk. It's not from the heart. It's not sincere. Give me any time a sinner who knows they're a sinner, right? And who has a willingness to repent over somebody who thinks they're perfect, never done anything wrong, and got it all figured out, and unteachable, uncorrectable, won't receive instruction. And that's that's the big thing. They should have immediately, and the truth is they did realize, at least partly, when they're seeing miracles in the ministry of Jesus, they have never seen before. Right? When they are hearing revelations, they have never heard before. When they're seeing crowds come out of the woodwork and drawn to God. Hmm? If you really do care about God, if you really do care about the things of God, you've got to be happy about some of this. Right? Even if you don't understand all of it, you've got to, you got to, if you're going to be honest, and that was the key. You remember, again and again, he would say to them, hypocrites, right? Scribes, Pharisees, doctors of the law, hypocrites. What does that mean? Not being honest. Not being honest. And when you decide that you're, you're going to be dishonest, that's when the light's turned off. That's when the grace is shut off. Oh, brother, can you see? You're, you're heading in a bad path, right? And if you do that and you keep on being adamant about how right you are and, and stubborn, it just gets darker and darker and harder and harder. Can you see that happening with them? Yes. And they don't, they know he's right about some things. When he talks about leading your ox or your donkey to what, they know they do that. They know he's right, but they won't even answer. They're just sitting there. They hate him. Hmm? How many understand it was time to repent? Yes. Right? Yes. You just saw a miracle sitting right beside you, right? All the swelling went down. The man's normal. He gets up. He feels good. He leaves on his own power. You just saw a miracle. Mm -hmm. I said, you just saw a miracle. Yes, Is it time to say, hey, I need to learn some things. Yes. Is that right? Is it time to be teachable? Yes. And to be, everybody said out loud, Lord, Lord I, am I am teachable. I'm correctable. I know I don't know everything. Show me what I've not seen. Remind me and reveal to me what I've not understood. And by your grace, I'll receive it. And I'll make the changes with your help. Thank you 
for helping me. Praise God. Praise God. That's it. Our time's up again. Come back tomorrow. We'll get into some more of this. We'll see you soon right here at Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941 702 7390.